PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest episode of Cinema Crespediso. That is right, it is episode 420 of the show, episode 420, special 420 show, which means we're doing things a little different around here. We, for example, we may have indulged in a little THC beforehand for the first time ever on the show. What? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <clears throat> We've had actual episodes in the past on recorded on April twentieth. Uh, I think we had SBK on for one. Yeah, we had. <laughs> that created some problems for us. Yeah, there was some problems <laughs> after that when you're living in a place that's not airtight. Uh, yeah, is there anything special about this? No, it's no. just another guy. It's, it's not, just a number. It's just another waste I mean, of our lives. If I was sixteen years old, I'd be like, "Yeah, four twenty, man." I am. Not 16 anymore. Because every day is now 420. I was about to say, I mean, every hour is 420. <clears> every minute concerned. is 420 as far as we know, brownies. So there's a, in the middle of the show, you can expect a fun little break where I hung out with Ross McCoy from the Orlando talk show with Ross McCoy, aka Tots with Ross. And uh, we talked for like 15 minutes about stuff stuff all the things i asked him what's he what he's been into lately spoilers it's the weekend a uh, little house on the prairie and um uh, what was the third thing i forgot you're gonna have to i forgot for some reason oh maybe it's cause of the dab hit that i did at the beginning of the probably our 420 conversation bro we really cheeched and chonged it up man yeah dude so you can hear all that stuff <laughs> do people even know what cheech and chong is anymore um, you know, based on the lack of Cheech and Chong gifs, I, I would not be surprised if they're starting to really fall out of cultural favor, which is a bummer, because they're good. I mean, yeah, they're, fun times. They're, they're good in small, small doses, and uh, it helped that Chong was on the 70s show. Mm-hmm. Cheech, his, Was on Nash Bridges. Yeah, that, that was good for <laughs> his personal, like, financial portfolio and all that, for sure, but being a pop culture icon, that kind of actually hurt a little bit. And then he had to be like, oh, yeah, no, I don't smoke weed anymore. Now I'm on Nash Bridges. And then that show ended. He was like, I'm smoking weed, <laughs> Back at it. Robert Rodriguez put in a couple of things, like in Machete, mm-hmm. right? He played the priest in that. Right. I, no, he was in from Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn, yeah. Even before that, that's true. I saw a, I don't know if it was a TikTok or who knows. Where, now I'm seeing TikToks on Twitter. I'm seeing Instagram videos on Facebook. It's like, it's all it's all incestuous, jumbled mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw one of someone in the, because his outfit in Up in Smoke was the red beanie, yellow tank top with the chinos and yep. suspenders. Yep. And someone was standing outside like a Walmart, like as a Walmart greeter, and they were wearing that outfit. And then a cheech mask uh as the bottom <laughs> half of their face That's awesome and then someone walked up to him with the camera and he pulled down the mask it was cheech marin <laughs> it's even better yeah <laughs> he's just like waving the people with the mask on pretending to be himself 
Uh, I kind of love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So who did that? Like Andrew Garfield walked around uh, Comic Con in as Spider Man. No, oh, nice. You're just high fiving people. High-fiving. Like people are like, damn, good cosplay. And he's like, hi, you have no idea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder was he like where do you? I actually it was probably like a kind of a cheaper suit. It would be funnier if it was like a cheaper suit. Like you really look like a. <laughs> Just like your average Joe, oh, I bought this online, and then takes off his thing at the big uh, H Hall, mm-hmm. Hall H convention, uh, whatever, and it's, oh, my God, the new girlfriend. A couple people have done that. It's always fun. Oh, who was, now I'm, remember the other one, um, Heisenberg, uh, uh, what's his name, Walter White. <laughs> Why can't it, Brian Cranston, <laughs> walking around with a really cheap rubber uh Walter White mask and then like the probably his actual no. oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The plaid shirt yeah. and, and pants like it was probably the actual costume yeah. just the cheapo mask on that's top. one where people probably don't realize like oh shit that thing no. that shirt's not accurate like oh you have no idea <laughs> you have no idea so we're gonna talk to well I'm gonna talk to Ross we had a good time that was a lot of fun I really enjoyed that so that's coming up in a little bit but before that let's talk about our media diets and the stuff we got into this week we both watched different Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. Ones that came out. One yours came out last week. Mine came out this week. I think so. Yeah. So uh, we'll go in order of release. Drew, what's the name of that Anthony Mackie movie? Chris, I have to find that out right now. Because it's generic. <laughs> it's a generic title, right? It's like there's nothing. It does not stick in my brain. No, it does. I've seen commercials for it. I I've just, read about it. I just watched the movie. It's it's called like on on our own away away. We're on the end of how on. Do I even, how do I even search for it? I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just doing random assemblage of words in my head. Oh, outside the wire. There we go. What does that even mean? Oh, okay. So, well, in, in the context of the movie. See, that's what I need. <laughs> the context of the movie. So, what does it mean? What's outside the wire? So, uh, th- this movie's uh, near future sci-fi. Uh, uh, Russia's tr- there's a civil war in Eastern Europe. Okay. And the U.S. is the peacekeeping force. Okay. Uh, and uh, the DMZ is surrounded by the wire. And they have to go outside the DMZ. So mm-hmm. they have to go outside the wire. So they're leaving the DMZ to do whatever. They're leaving the green zone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's basically training day, but in 2064 sci-fi with Anthony Mackie and somebody else. So Anthony Mackie is the older guy who's uh, teaching the younger one. He got to bend some rules. Who's also a robot. They're both robot dudes. No, only Anthony Mackie. Okay. And it's like, uh, so is it, you said sci-fi. Yes. Is it sci-fi action? Is it? No, so it's from the same people who made Extraction in the Old Guard and it has the same look yeah. to it mm-hmm. if you you know the same color saturation the same camera moves sure, the same yeah. flashy stupid bullshit yeah yeah because it's the same production it's, company it, i guess it must be and they so they use the same people yeah. who just slap on the same effects yes. and everything uh-huh yes man it's weird when that happens yeah but, and, and and just like extraction and the old guard it's probably 30 minutes too long <laughs> why guys <laughs> shorten these shits come on uh but I mean, for the I mean, it, it is what it is. Um. So if it's from overall like the same people, and I think we agree that extraction good. Yes. Uh, old guard not so good, right? I remember I wanted to be really good. Um, where would this movie fit between those? Oh, this is, is closer to the bottom this end. Is, upper end? This is closer to the old guard, where uh, yeah. wanting it to be good, but it's not. Yeah. Like there were good scenes, mm-hmm. but like as a whole, movie's pretty trash. 
Is it because the story's boring? Yes. Yeah. Not a good. Well, not original. Well, that and uh, the the uh, the kid, you know, the the younger one in in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he's there's always a kid in these movies. He's from uh, what? What's that TNT show? Snow Snowpiercer? No, not Snowpiercer. That's a TNT the, the, show. The one about uh, crack coming up in the streets of L.A. Um, oh yeah, it's a new. It's a is it a TNT show? I, I, is it a new TNT? I can't remember. There's one on FX. Maybe that that one. Right. That yeah, one. Yeah. What's the name of that show? I think that's known the title. But it's that kid. Okay. It's that. It's that guy. Okay. So he's the uh, he's he, he's just not that good of an actor, at least not in this movie. Sure. Yeah, and again, it's like sometimes with directors, a director yeah. can make a really use a person properly. Mm-hmm. So that even say uh, Steven Seagal might ring true on screen yes. sometimes. Yes. You know, but, but it's because of the director working mm-hmm. with. Um. So should I watch it? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, Drew, for taking that. Mm-hmm. Hit. I appreciate yeah, it. Because it was on the short list. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's an action movie. It's Anthony Mackie. Yeah, yeah. Um. And that's a bummer. Now that's there's a couple of things Mackie needs a better. It also makes me worried a little about. We're the Winter Soldier well, show, but he well, needs to pick better projects. Well, I think I don't think Anthony Mackie needs to quote unquote pick better. Pro- I think he he's doing the things that he wants to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's working with people that don't work so well with him. I guess maybe because he's fine in all the Marvel movies yeah. and in most other things I've seen. Um, uh, I'm thinking now of how my interest in season two of Altered Carbon yeah. went away because yeah. uh, that apparently it wasn't very good. It wasn't. I, I watched the entire second season. Although the ideas were there, sure. Anthony Mackie was not pulling his weight. Oh, that's a bummer. And he's not pulling his weight in this movie either. That's a bummer. But I've seen him pull his weight before, so I know it's possible. He can be good, absolutely. So whoever is behind these this bullshit over at Netflix is apparently cannot pull it out of Anthony Mack. That's a bummer. So <laughs> that's a bummer. Okay. Well, outside the wire, I'm going to chalk it up to it. That's going to be a miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the movie that I watched, I think is worth checking out. If this is something you're interested in, which is the movie, the white tiger, mm-hmm. um, based on a book novel, however you want to call it by an Indian writer from like 2011, uh, so then when the movie starts, it, it says right there, uh, 2010 on the mm-hmm. screen. The story is set in 2010, which then made me, now I'm thinking, because now it's 2021, yeah. god damn it. Uh, so I'm like, okay, 2010, what does that mean? Uh, post-crash, uh, things are slowly recovering. What about you? So I got Obama. It's like, I have to think of world events. Like, what, <laughs> what, what am I supposed to gleam from this being 2010 as no. opposed to like now or whatever? What am I supposed to take away from that? It's a weird, it's a weird feeling. To think about recent history as as just that as well, history. It is post nine eleven pre pandemic. <laughs> Weird benchmarks pre pandemic. It's pre Trump. <laughs> Trump is a benchmark. Pandemic is another it's, benchmark. Yeah. So weird. Oh my god, our lives are fucking. Uh, they're garbage, and then they're then they're over, <laughs> and, then, and then we don't remember them because yeah. they're done. Because uh-huh. there's nothing to remember yes, yes. or regret and, or enjoy. And the and, and the universe laughs hysterically. <sighs> you would hope so. <laughs> I think the universe laughs, but also cries. Well, I mean, who can tell the difference? Exactly. Ah, <laughs> xenobites. <laughs> I almost said xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different thing. It's, oh, I fuck that. That's different. Oh, man. Someone give me a Xenobite Xenomorph mashup, please. A Hellraiser Xenomorph. Like uh, the Queen Mother, but with a bunch of pins in its head. <laughs> that, that's hard to do. Or uh, a pinhead, but with no eyes. And his head looks sort of like a dick. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> trying to, trying <laughs> yeah, to eager yeah. it up. The White Tiger is about... It's very much a class story. Mm-hmm. Um, cast system hugely well, plays I mean, that's, a part of it. That is, um, that's just Indian culture. The, 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 the actual case system. Like, yeah. It is... Yeah. Like, And I think that's what nuts. makes this movie the most interesting aspect about yeah. it is how Indian it is in terms of the story, the plotting. Uh, it's very much like a... Because it, it, it's still not like um, a Hindi film. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't break yeah. into song and dance and all that. It still has much of the cadence and rhythms of uh, Western cinema, wh- whether it be like uh, UK or uh, North American. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, like, it's about their culture explicitly, where yeah. I love this guy's, my favorite part of the movie is, is I, I just bang my heel on my plastic ikea chair and hopefully hurt. hopefully didn't break the chair and that hurt like <laughs> the chair what about my heel drew fuck your heel 60 dollar chair um the analogy of the rooster coop okay. is very interesting i like this it makes me think of big tim murphy's crab bucket mm-hmm. where we're all crabs in a bucket and as we're trying to climb out of the bucket other crabs just are pulling you down so we all can't get out right mm-hmm. here's the rooster coop the rooster coop is um, all the roosters are in the coops and they're watching as the guy comes out and grabs one at random and chops its head off and butchers it and the roosters are standing there and they watch it in the thing and they click, click, click and they do nothing about it. They have the, the visual knowledge but they don't do anything about it. They just hope that it's not them the next time someone comes out and then that's India. India is like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of people, poor people in the coop just happy that it's not them that's being crushed today uh so he starts as a very poor person here's my poor upbringing and also this is a weird because it's based on a book it has a lot of the plotting and structure of a book Mm -hmm. which again when they say the book works better it's not that the book works better just the book works different because it's a book and you can do different things so when you translate it to a movie it's a little weird so the narrative framing device of the book and I guess I suppose of the book because it is of the movie he's our main character is typing up an email or a letter to a pre- premier of China okay. uh, Bao, so he can um, like introduce himself to him as an entrepreneur and he's like come to India we can make a lot of money or something like that I don't know yeah. but he's like let me tell you my life story and so then that's the okay. the movie we're watching but every now and then it cuts back to him at his desk like typing <laughs> to uh, and then I'm like, oh yeah, he's right into a Chinese premiere, or some sort <laughs> of politi- po- political. This is weird, and I do like how he says a couple times how 21st century does, doesn't belong to the white man anymore; it belongs to the brown and the yellow man, yeah. which is what he's writing to this Chinese guy. And I was like, man, we should be calling him. I don't think we should call him yellow man. <laughs> and uh, but it's a brown guy doing it now. I'm really confused about, <laughs> about racism in the world. I don't know what's going on anymore, man. And um. So he's like, oh, and then another funny thing is he's like, I was talking to my parents and my brother about this earlier today, how he's like, oh, I'm going to be a, a real, I'm, we're all trying to be real entrepreneurs, business entrepreneurs, I think he kept saying. And it was so vague, like be, not having any idea of what you really want to do, just knowing like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And it's like here in America, we have that where people go to college, like, what are you going to school for? Business. Oh, what do you want to do? Business. <laughs> Okay, okay. That, so, like, do you want to sell cars? Sure. Do you want to... 
I mean, yes. What? Open a restaurant. <laughs> yes, I want to open a store. I don't know. Do I'm gonna I'm sell do, widgets. Do you want to start a video game company? Yes. I mean, do you want to start a server farm? Would you what? like maybe a real farm? Yes, both. <laughs> I, I want a server farm. I want a real farm where servers come uh, when they retire, and you put them out to the pasture. Different kind of server farm, but okay. But it's a pretty good one. Though. It sounds like one you didn't know we needed, but now we need it. Business. <laughs> Business. That's right. I'm a busy businessman. Uh, that's what it made me think of when mm-hmm. he's like, I want to get into business. Uh, what he ends up doing is, though, he's really, for the most, most of the movie, he's a driver. He's a hired driver for a rich couple who, the dude's in, and they're both Indian, but they live in New York, and they're coming back to India for a little while. I think it's all in Bangalore. And uh, the lady in the couple, not in the movie very much, but the lady in the couple, also a producer of the film, is Priyanka Chopra. Okay. World's most famous, well, can I say? World's most famous, maybe? Because she's famous in India and America. Well, yeah. As well, all those Indian actresses are just famous, just famous in, in India. India. Yeah. yeah. Well, I she don't can, know. She can add America to the... Oh, uh, well, you see, here's the thing. I, I have a feeling that the quote-unquote Indian actresses also have larger followings in other countries. In other countries in as the well. East... But she might as well because I American. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, one of the world's most popular uh, women right now, Bianca Chopra, oh. and it uh, doesn't help that she married one of those Jonas guys. Hey, that guy who apparently he's always been like, I'm into, I dig older women. Good for him. <laughs> he nailed one. He got he got a good one for sure. Um. So the and then the other Jonas. No, I don't he? don't ask me, man. There's another Jonas. The other Jonas was it? No, I'm thinking Harry Styles. Okay, Harry, Harry Styles. It's not from One Direction. A whole different band. Now. Okay, British. Yeah, British. British. Harry Styles. Who, who's he hooking up with now? Olivia Wilde. Good for him. Yeah, because she broke up with Jason Sudeikis, and Jason Sudeikis is George Wentz's nephew. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at them fucking side by side. They had the same eyes. Weird. Yeah, very weird. Except. Uh, Norm's is drunk guys, and Jason's are stony, stony mm-hmm. baloney eyes. And so he's, uh, a lot of the movie is about how he's like, he's the servant there to master, so it's about the servant master yeah. class, and then how this couple comes, like, yeah, we need a driver, so they hire him, and other people treat him like shit, and then they're like, well, what are you doing? You can't treat him like that, he's not a bad guy. So, like, when other people are around, he sits on the floor, because that's what they do, all the servants sit on yeah. the floor at their feet. And then when all the other people leave, and it's just the dude who's around, and he's like, I need someone to play video games with. So he grabs him. He's like, play video games with me. And he makes him like, he's like, sit on the couch. And the guy's like, no, he still gravitates to the floor. Yeah. Like, it's still his natural thing to want to do. Um, so the cultural exam, the, the cultural difference examination is very interesting. The acting is good. The style's pretty good. The movie's directed by Raman Barani, who uh, I think the last movie that we saw of his would be 99 Homes. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he Surpri- makes- surprisingly decent movie. Right, he makes movies. I think he's best at that, just drama, middle of the road drama. This one gets into more thriller territory towards mm-hmm. the second half of the movie, uh, which actually probably helped it out. Gave it a little more of a zhuzh to to close it out. But I do like when he makes them a little smaller. Mm. Uh, I thought Nine Nine Homes really worked. Maybe that could just because I would like Michael Shannon. Well, yeah, play. I mean. Playing the shady uh, contractor. Oh, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it's like it, it, <laughs> Michael Shannon, Andrew Garfield, yeah. and it's about the Orlando housing market. Yeah, about the Florida housing Fucking market. Excuse me. Too bad it was shot in Louisiana, <laughs> but yeah, it was about the Florida housing market, Central Florida. So weird. That's crazy. Um, so he, I, it makes sense though that uh, 
being an Indian person and like that, and being interested in class issues already, like stuff in the White Tiger, would then do something like Ninety Nine mm-hmm. Homes because that is very much mm-hmm. uh, class fallout. And man, it's crazy how uh, race so successfully divides us over class issues. Like in India, they just have to worry about the class issues. I'm sure there's still racism. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure that. Normally, doesn't matter what country you're in, Chris. The darker your skin, the worse off yes. you are. Yeah, no matter what, the blacker you are, the worse you are. There's always going to be an other to, yeah. to point fingers at. But if you're like, if overall everyone's just like we're in this, we're in this shit together, then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, we're all just poor. Well, yeah, and it's the poor versus the rich, and there's way yeah. more poor than there are rich. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why. I mean, the rich use law, racism to their advantage. Law and order, because that's that's, if, that's why Nixon started law and order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if all the poor if if the poor white guy and the poor black guy both looked at each other and were like, "Wait a minute, we're in the same. Wait a minute, we're in the same boat." Oh fuck that's, this! That's the that's the Black Panthers. <laughs> that's what the Black Panthers were doing. They're like, "We're building a rainbow coalition," <laughs> and then they're like, "We got to kill Alfred Thompson. We got to get Law and Order going. We got to spit these people up. We got to start gun control laws. Make sure these blackies don't be arming themselves against us." Uh, very successful. Uh-huh. Very it successful works. campaign. Got to tip your hat to the white people. Hashtag WYP. <laughs> You know white people? Do you know that white people? I mean, I've I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, that, that's how people write it out, and they do it so they can evade uh, people reporting them for quote okay. racism. Mm-hmm. You, how dare you talk about white people racism? Uh, you're you're banned from Facebook. Um, Kill whitey. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so the white tiger is pretty good. It's pretty good. I I definitely liked it. Uh, two hours and five minutes, so not too long. Again, I'm watching it at home, so it's a little harder. You know, I'm getting up, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would say that one's worth checking out. Uh, so there you go. Those are our Netflix reviews, I guess, mm-hmm. for the week. Yeah. Um, so you're waiting to binge it, but I'm watching week to week. So we'll give you our different perspectives. But WandaVision Episode 3 came out. It's the 70s episode, so that's sort okay. of a, a Brady Bunch look. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's yeah, yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then now it's in color. Yeah. Um, and it was an okay episode. It has it's um, it's like I understand why they put out the first two right away because it helps build up a lot of good tension. The third one does end with something that now I really have an even bigger idea of what's going on. They're really starting to pull back more and more. Uh, while I'm getting too spoilery, I will say that it reminds me a bit of um, the setup of Annihilation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, is that the Shimmer? <laughs> um, it's it's interesting where they're going with it. I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going with it. Doing it half hour at a time, week to week. Oh, man, what is this? It's kind of rough. What is this? <laughs> the 80s? <laughs> no, technically it's the 60s and, it's and 50s, 70s, 60s, and 70s. 70s yeah. So, yeah, so maybe the 80s. And I wonder what they're going to do. So there's uh, four or five. So there's like five episodes left, but they're not doing five more decades of TV, 80s, 90s. So they're going to split it up where they'll do like... One episode is like Growing Pains, and one's like Full House, and well, then one's like well, something from the ni- well, like Friends. Like I'm sure the last, I'm sure like the last two episodes will be strung together in some weird form. Sure, so that'll you can and prob- take one off, and probably maybe even break the format by then of what yeah. they're doing. And they won't be homaging um, genres anymore yeah. by that point because it's gonna end up being the story's gonna have to reveal itself for what it truly is, which yeah. I talked about last week. Yeah. With what I think it is. Yeah. Um, like I mean, and that's gonna that'll be a whole episode by itself. Yes, so exactly. And they even had I saw one of the like a Zoom or whatever an online 
interview with the stars of WandaVision. No. And right there, top center, uh, laughing his ass off, was Benedict Cumberbatch. So we're waiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Waiting for He's like, you guys have no idea what the fuck is going on yeah, this shit. This shit <laughs> you guys don't even know, man. Rally Stones is going to be crazy. So I liked it. I liked it. Overall, the episode was, was okay. But I'm trying to treat it as part of a whole. Yeah. So um, I'm almost caught up on The Expanse. I finished season four. Mm hmm. Uh, which is really good. I really no. enjoyed season four and you haven't started season five nope. yet. So I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I will say that I am, I think I'm enjoying season five even more. Oh, I fun. think, I think the show is getting better. I think it did have a, I mean, I it was better. It was good. And then it started to get a little worse. And then it dipped a bit. It lost. And then, me. then it came back. It came back. Uh, like season two was okay. Season three started losing. Season these, Season three was the weird one. <laughs> it's, it's the weird one, but it's also the key one because oh. it's when he introduced the 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 ring yep. and start talking about the the goal of the proto molecule and the quote unquote like, first civilization or all, whatever. All that yeah. crap, right? All of a sudden, you're you're doing Prometheus shit. Mm -hmm. um, so I understand why story wise, but it did it. It lost me. I stopped watching, and then I had to come back when I was like, oh, season five's about to start? I should go back and finish on season three. Oh, shit. And um, season four, like, as I was going, I was like, man, I'm really invested in what's happening with this one. That's the the new Terra Illis one. Yeah. Uh, that one, yeah, it had some shit that I really liked. And also some things I didn't like. And we're gonna do um, a couple of bonus episodes for people to hear at Patreon. Really for Ron. Ron, we're doing episodes for you, buddy. And season five, I'm totally digging. Like, there's moments in seasons four and five where I'm like, oh, shit, I'm legit. This is legitimately exciting. Like, this is good stuff. I'm really a revolution, like Chris. Yeah, I'm really liking it. And, man, season five, that revolution, holy shit. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. man. Fucking belters, man. Uh, and actually, it was really cool being able to watch the end of season four where Marco is talking to Lash Ashford and he's like uh, he's like oh man you're thinking so small and then he, there's like a hint of what he's doing like is he doing what I think he's doing and then he starts the very next episode he's like fuck yeah he's not <laughs> what he's doing this is crazy um, it's good yeah. season five is really good I'm, and I'm almost caught up I'm on episode uh, seven I have to watch okay. and then there's eight is already out and then nine is this week, and then ten is next week, and the season's already over. And mm -hmm. then they announce the season six, and then that's Dunzo Bunzo for the Expanse. Well, good. I, at least they have an end. This won't be some flailing Going on bullshit. forever and ever. No. Now, it, it's, it's based on a book series, and they plan on, I guess, ending it where the book well, series well, ended, as opposed to continuing past the series. I was about to say, well, I mean, there's there's another show that we used to watch that was based on a book series that turned it out to be a giant piece of shit. They, so. Well, technically, <laughs> they couldn't wait for that book, apparently. <laughs> I mean, we're still waiting. George R. R. Martin's like, I'm not doing it anymore. He's, he's like, seriously, you guys fucked it up. I'm not doing it. I'm never doing it. I'll just leave it in a drawer, wait till I die. My grandchildren can uh, make money off of it. Yeah. That would be actually very J.R.R. Uh, Tolkien. <laughs> Tolkien, apparently. Tolkien, get it right. Whatever. I, part of my hundo, I watched a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while. It's one that I've seen the beginning of, like the first 30 minutes, and then the DVD copy that I had, like, er, stopped working. I was like, fuck. And that was like four years ago. Uh, so I finally just, like, bit the bullet, keep waiting for it to pop on streaming, even to rent. It's it not even available it. to rent. So I just bought a DVD copy, not even a Blu-ray, a DVD copy 
Uh, one of those ones where on one side it's a full screen, the other side it's a wide screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, technology. <laughs> how, how do we live back then? How do we do it? I have no idea. And I, it's Walter Hill's second movie called The Driver. His first movie is called Harsh Times with Charles Bronson. And uh, it's an okay movie. And he wrote this one in Charles Bronson to be the lead. And Bronson was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> not going to do it. So uh, Ryan O'Neill uh, ends up um, getting the part. And it's very, in some ways, the driver is similar to Drive in that uh, Ryan Gosling wasn't like the badass, you know, no. as they cast him to be. But he had to grow, he has to make you believe that that's him in the movie Ryan O'Neill was known for comedies and romances in the 70s mm -hmm. uh, he was a heartthrob actor and then now we're casting all of a sudden as the getaway driver mm -hmm. and a stoic one too who barely speaks that, I mean that if you want to be a badass Chris you just you don't talk just don't talk don't talk don't when say a fucking word people act tough to you you just gotta stand there and stare at them and then respond okay <laughs> 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 he has like 30 lines in the movie or something like that. They're uh, really low. He has like a similar amount of dialogue as Schwarzenegger in the first Terminator movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, it works great. Bruce Dern is the cop trying to catch him. So he has all the dialogue. No. He has a lot of fun. And uh, he's a, they're trying to set him up. Like Bruce Dern has uh, rings in a, brings in a gang. He's like, I'm going to bust you guys. Or you can do a job with this driver and then set him up so I can catch him. Uh, so it's all about trying to do like a sting and then them trying to get around it. A lot of really good driving and it's really good. Walter Hill was inspired by the French connection. He's like, I really want to do a badass, just genre car driving movie. And um, he, he did a really, really good job. Nice. It's super worthwhile. But like I said, it's not like it's going to be easy for people to check out because you have to. You can't find it. You got to find a physical. <laughs> DVD, a physical copy, which sucks. But man, it's it's Walter Hill. His next movie was The Warriors. Yeah. So he was he was on some juice right after that. I think was Forty Eight Hours. What's the order? Forty Eight Hours and Southern Comfort, and then something else. I've I I looked up his IMDb, his discography. It's like I've never really looked at his his discography. I've seen most Walter Hill movies, even the bad ones. There you go. But there's a handful that I could I could pick up to watch to kind of fill out. Uh, my hundo mm -hmm. and fell my my Walter Hill IQ. Driver was one of them. Uh, so that, that, that's pretty much my media diet for the week. Uh, you get, you, I know you've been a working man lately. Anything else for you besides outside the wire? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, the final season of Vikings that finally hit Amazon Prime a while back. Do you know what season number that we're talking about? Uh, it's the second half. So they did that stupid thing they where they where where well no technically it's. Technically, it's season six, part two, but it's technically season seven because the same amount of episodes as gotcha. all the other seasons have been. But it's just picking up. It was a cliffhanger. It was a mid-season yeah. finale type thing. Exactly. Up, but it's technically season seven. Yeah. Uh, season, six, okay. season six, part two. And, then, and it's the it's the. I mean, it ends the Viking sagas, which is uh, so what the uh, the, so the earth the earth warms. So, so you. I mean, no, it doesn't. They don't have ice to protect them anymore. No, none of that stuff. Like <laughs> actual like. <laughs> Semi-historically based, so you know, you know, Ragnar's dead. Every, basically, everybody's either dead or moved on. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, who, what's his name? He was just in Lovecraft Country. The white guy. 
The white guy in Lovecraft Country. That would be the the, the, the skinny white guy. The, 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 the switched over. The switch over. Okay. Him. Yeah. He plays. Uh, he was. That's how I first saw that him okay. was in Vikings. Okay. So it's funny because this this came out in 2020. Yeah. He obviously did the you know uh, Lovecraft Country afterwards. Right. But. I watched Lovecraft Country first, so it's funny going back and seeing him back as a Viking. Yeah, now seeing him pop up in it's that. It's weird. Yeah, well, no, because he he became like he's one of like the driving forces of the last season. So he's so. in it quite a bit. So he's in it quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. He finds America, Chris. Hey, <laughs> Felicidades. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they they do the whole thing. They you know, they find Iceland, they find Greenland, they yeah. find America, mm-hmm. and then you know the important people die and. They literally stare into the sunset for the final. I was, shot. About, I was about to say, what's the, how's it end? What's the final shot? Is it them in North America staring at the sunset? Fine, final shot. Uh, this guy Floki, who has been around, like he started off the series, and then he was gone for a while. Like yeah. I don't know contract disputes. I don't whatever. Yeah. But uh, he he was gone for a couple seasons. He came back for the last episode. <laughs> so it's it's him and uh, the dude that we were just talking about. Yeah. It, them two literally sitting on a beach, like wrapped in Native American clothing because they've been there for long enough. Where yeah. they're kind of, and they're literally staring into the sunset. Well, <laughs> sounds similar to the end of Mad Men, where where John Hamm it ends with him meditating. Mm-hmm. Maybe a sunset involved. Who knows? But he's just perhaps looking out over a thing. And, but yeah. Uh, okay. But it was. I mean, it was. It was a good ending. Everything ended fine. They didn't yeah. leave any weird loose ends. You know, nobody did anything weird that was questionable in storyline. You were so, satisfied with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was good. Well, shit. I enjoyed it. Shit, hey, you know, man. If, if anybody's watched Vikings and kind of left it, you know, come back to it. It's worth watching. Worth checking out. And, yeah. uh, and you said you watched it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. That, what's what's it on originally? Like, History what? Channel. History Channel show. So I don't know how okay. that works these days. I've You know, I cut the cable so long ago. Yeah, sure. Who did, they have, who did they have a deal with? Obviously, yeah. they got something on Amazon Prime yeah. there, but sometimes you can find the whole their whole backlog of something. So, uh, well, I mean, it's all on Prime now, uh, so you, you can watch the entire series on Amazon Prime. Well, I was saying, where do you want to go for the whole History Channel? Like, where where do you want to go oh. for old ancient aliens? You know, how do you well, that, that? I mean, Hulu has all the ancient aliens. Ah, see, so it's all so, it's all split up. Yeah, it's all split up. There you go. Uh, very cool. All right, Viking season seven. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, excellent. Well, glad you liked it. That's good. Yeah, I mean they were forty-five minute episodes. So and how many ups? Ten. Six, eight, ten, ten, ten. Ten's a good number. I like I like eight to ten. Eight to ten's a good number. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, we are going to take that break. Where first off, we'll listen to uh, my convo with the homie Ross McCoy, and then I'm going to follow that up with Billy D's Death of the Movies. Oh shit, true. We got, a, we got like a 20-minute break here. We cool. can go make a sandwich and hang out watching TV. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be back with the second half of the show. Got a bunch of stories for you guys and at least one email to read. So we'll be right back. All right. So uh, I already told you what we're going to do. So I'll go ahead and just get us started now. Uh, let people know we're talking to Mr. McCoy no. from the Orlando Talk Show with Ross McCoy. Talks with Ross. Yeah. That's Us. me. Still going strong too, man. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. How many, how many episodes are you up to now? I, don't know. I think we are close. I think uh, 420 this year will be two years. Um, I think that's uh, what we're heading for. That's awesome. That's very. I could cool. be wrong about that. Also, <laughs> I'm, I know we started on 420. 
It's a good anniversary. That's a good date for your anniversary, though, because I mean, you're not gonna forget it. Honestly. No, no, no. I should have got married then. It would have been fucking way easier. That, you should do everything then. Have your kids then. Do everything on that date. Just what are my kids doing on dude? He fucking almost. He got super close. He was super close. Look, you can change people's names legally. <laughs> I think you should be allowed to change people's birthdays as well. Just like bump up six week. days. There should yeah. be a week swing, right? I've made this argument before. A week swing, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a week. What are you gonna do? It's like it's worse. It's it's it's, it's no worse than like a daylight saving time. Correct. Um. I was just gonna ask you. Oh, uh, from what my appearance, have you watched? Have you rewatched Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance yet? Because I have not rewatched the first Ghost Rider since. Okay, so we're gonna get into my notes backwards then, because I, I was gonna bring that up last. Okay. You came on uh, the Orlando Talk Show with Ross McCoy on January second, twenty twenty. That that was at least the release date of your show. I don't, okay. I don't remember when you recorded, but the release date of your show was almost a year to the day. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. It is, right? That is crazy. We're two uh, stoned out uh, motherfuckers. We didn't plan that at all. <laughs> no, just, uh, that, that's what happens, though. It's like it's in the air. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, we did issue each other the Ghost Rider Challenge, where I believe I liked Ghost Rider 1 and you like Ghost Rider 2. Correct. He's going to watch them both and report back. And I have not watched either either. Yeah, neither am I. All right. So good. Good. We're on track. <laughs> I'm glad that we're we're on the same level there because honestly, yeah, you like the first one. I like the second one. The true answers were both wrong. <laughs> they're they're both bad. So, I to this day, I will still recommend that first Ghost Rider where Nicolas Cage um uh, just ha- randomly has martini glasses full of Skittles. Yes. and watches uh, out of nowhere Monkey TV. Yes. I will still recommend that Ghostbuster, or that Ghostbuster, that Ghost Rider to this very day. It, I mean, anything that has any sort of like Nick Cage decision making, where he gets a, he's allowed to like make character decisions. Yes, yeah. it's, it's worth watching, no matter how bad yeah. the movie is itself. I even saw that Left Behind movie he did, where he was what? the airplane pilot of the. Uh, yeah, they, did you know that they did a Left Behind movie? No. It's the first well, yeah. one. Yeah, he's an airplane pilot. Kirk Cameron was intimately involved with those, right? Yes, the super low budget ones from the nineties. Yeah, like, yeah. Nick Cage was in one of those. Ten years ago, they made a new one where he plays an airline pilot and he's flying a plane while the rapture happens. So passengers disappear, and then he's like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on." And then they have to like land the plane, so they're dealing with the rapture in flight. So 10 years ago, like right before we were about to do the 2012 apocalypse anyway, yes. they decided to reboot Left Behind. Yes. Great, great idea. And I'm going to, given the fact that I'm learning about it today in 2021, I'm guessing it was a great idea. I mean, look, I saw the movie in theaters and the only, oh, thing, wow. I re- the only thing I remember about it is that Nick Cage was in it. So it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But I saw it. I was like, if, if Cage is going to do Christian exploitation, then I'm in. <laughs> then I'm in. Uh, yeah, so people should go back and listen to that Tots with Ross from a year ago. And, and then, then what you want from me today here, Chris, is like stuff I've been into. Like, uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about the things you're into. It. But first, before we do that, I think we should do yeah. a 420 hit, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's set that up. So uh, for, for people at home, I, I'm in my studio. You're at your place. You got your rig. What do you want? Live, live from my back laundry room. <laughs> From the laundry room, nice. I was gonna say garage, but that's even better. Uh, <laughs> what do you What do you got there, buddy? What do you got queued up? Uh, so uh, just your standard water pipe. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I got some cherry cam and uh, uh, mixed with uh, this stuff called Hammerhead Shark which is a high CBD, uh, but still has THC strain. Really, you're going high CBD? You're going for uh, like just good uh, body, relaxing, trying to mellow yourself out there? No, I mean, it's just what, you know, my guy had. And uh, I'll yeah. try anything he wants. Uh, and uh, Hammerhead Shark Tooth, that sounds cool, right? It's, uh, Look, so- I've, been, I've been arguing for, for legitimacy's sake, they need to change these names. I can't walk into a dispensary and ask for uh, Unicorn Crack anymore. That's ridiculous. We need, we need to pretend this is medicine or pretend that it's for fun, but we can't do both. See, I've, um, uh, I will respectfully disagree. I okay. think we're in the golden age of naming strains okay. where, you know, anything goes. You know, it, it used to be you kind of had to like, you, uh, okay, you crossed blueberry with uh, chem dog, so it's blueberry chem. But, yeah. You know, now you can call it whatever you want. You can call it John Lithgow's t- if you want to for no reason which is true but then it's like okay well then let's just call this like i like sir terror was like this is just relief okay good that's what i want just give me that relief speaking of which so what i got here is some uh what did i get oh no what did i get i already forgot black uh-huh. velvet black velvet i think it's called i got a big old i got a big old dab here here we go see that oh shit chris all right so here we go this is you this is me let's do it buddy Devin for real. Hell yeah, this is how I do. Oh yeah. Because you see, normally you'd be coming into the studio and we'd be doing this like we'd be sharing. It's like you and me here, brother. Here, taste some of this. What do you got? You know, that's like one of the fun parts of hanging out with Ross. But goddamn COVID. Keep it it is separate. What it is. Happy 420, Chris. It's good to see you on your 420th, dude. Thank you. Happy 420 to you too. As a matter of well, as a matter of fact, I was gonna say, since it is January, <coughs> people should save this audio, this part of the show. Save it, maybe uh, like save it on their phone, and then when April 20th comes around, cue it back up uh-huh. and at 420, hit it with us. There we go. So I'll tell you what, you know what? Uh, you, Chris, you, and like obviously the people listening will have to remind me <laughs> because uh, my memory is famously bad. Sure. But in April, let me and you do uh, let's do a talk with Ross and we'll release it on 420 for my anniversary. Yes. Okay. You're on. Deal. That'll I'll, be fun, right? I'll That'll remember that for sure. Uh, corollary thing that we'll do. And who, know. Know, who knows? There's even a small chance one of us <laughs> may be vexed by then. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, I mean, I'm in line, baby. I'm ready. Give it to me. Right in the arm. All right. Okay. With that out of the way, yes, I did ask you. I want three things for you, buddy. Because, like you said, oh, it's just been... three. Well, oh, you Chris, can you, you can squeeze things together. Look at my list. Holy shit! That that's a uh, that's that's I'm a gonna start saying stuff at you, and when you're done with me, just uh, just tell me to stop. Yeah, right? just talk, buddy. What do you got? The number one thing I want to communicate to people is that I love the weekend now. I'm a huge the weekend fan. No shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I believe it was. Daniel Dennis mm-hmm. got me started watching Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. again in my adult years. And I kind of, I kind of Benjamin Button Saturday Night Live for a while where I watched it backwards. Right. And I got to a point where the weekend was the, uh, was the musical guest and blinding lights blew my fucking mind, dude. And wow. I fucking fell in love with that song. Uh, I was, uh, it was also my, 
re-engagement with roller skating. So I was doing a lot of roller skating in my street, with blinding lights <laughs> in the weekend. And then, uh, you know, just uh, fell in love with his catalog. So the weekend, if nothing else, the weekend. That's very cool. Didn't the weekend, I'm looking this up real quick. Didn't the weekend do some uh, songs with um, Daft Punk? Daft Punk, I believe. Probably. It seems like he collaborates with just about everybody. Like, I'm an old, fat, nerd dad. So, like, I just kind of, I punch blinding lights into Pandora and what comes up, what comes up. I, sure. like, I know he does a, he does a, um, uh, this song called Save Your Tears that is really good. He does a song. It's not a cover of Nothing Compares to You. It's kind of one of those takeoffs of like a song uh, yeah. called Nothing Compares. Really fucking good, dude. Like, I highly recommend The Weeknd in almost any capacity. All right. There we go. Ross standing hard for The Weeknd. That's awesome. All right. My next, uh, the second thing I want to get to you guys, uh, I'm reading the Little House on the Prairie books again. Haven't you talked about these before? I feel like <laughs> you've, you've mentioned these. <laughs> I uh I was on Tom and Dan last week. I brought it up in Tom and Dan. I, it was uh, it was just last week. Okay, that's I've why I'm trying like to bring it up in stand up. It's not working up in stand up. I thought maybe <laughs> uh I thought maybe the Chris Crespo uh, podcast might be the place. I've been rereading the Little House on Prairie books and they're fucking awesome, dude. When did they, when were they written? When did they come out? Early. Okay, so I don't know when they came out, but the period they're detailing is like pre Civil War America, like early 1800s. You know, like oh, man. Uh, Pa and Ma and Laura and Mary, they're like settlers, basically. Yeah. And a lot of it's problematic. I'm not going to argue the problematic parts. There's like, but there's fun parts, like when, um, uh, uh, so the part, uh, some of the stuff that I like about Little House on the Prairie is when, they're toys, dude. Like the stuff they play with. Yeah. Uh, Laura, Laura's the main protagonist. You see everything through Laura's eyes. Her sister Mary has a doll. Laura has a corn cob wrapped <laughs> in a handkerchief with a face drawn on it in charcoal. That's her doll. Damn, that's sad. <laughs> she names it Susan. Okay. And her thing is, it's not Susan's fault. She's a corn cob. Oh, wow. That's actually very optimistic. It's super sweet, right? That's very nice. All right. So, and then uh, their other big toy is when, um, you know, in the fall, Pa has raised a hog. And in the fall, he slaughters it. He, mm -hmm. You know, strings it up by its back hooves. He slits its throat, drains the blood out, uh, carves it up. At a certain point, he cuts out the bladder. Mm -hmm. And Pa uh, takes it to his lips and blows it up and ties it off. And then Laura and Mary basically have a balloon. At that yes. Point. That's all. That's awesome. <laughs> See, Chris, I'm glad you like this shit, dude. It's, it's amazing, right? This kind of stuff is amazing. <laughs> I, think, I think that's all. And it makes sense, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it filled that bladder, done. baby. You got a, you got a yeah. bladder right there. Correct. Those, those kids are going to be entertained for weeks until that thing rots. Okay. Well, then I will tell you my other two big Little House in the Prairie moments. Pa okay. finds a honey tree. He, track, he sees a bear fucking around in a stump. He's like, oh, shit, that bear's eating honey. Pa picks up a big old branch, whacks the bear in the head, chases it off, and then goes back to the house, grabs every bucket he owns, takes mm -hmm. it back to the cell, fills him up with honey, mm -hmm. right? Hauls ass back to the house. He gets back to the house, and Laura goes, Pa, why didn't the bees sing you? And Pa goes, bees don't sting me. No, and there's no further explanation. That's it. Just bees don't sting me. That's it. Man, that that sounds like uh, it was set up an Aesop fable. There, it's like he went and scared away the bear and came back with all the buckets. I it was like uh, that's what honey. I figured. Like bees are like the bees were saying, we don't even fuck with bears. And then this guy, yeah, he, he fucked with his bear. That, that's all awesome. right. Uh, and the last, what was the other moment you had? 
Okay. Do you want one more? Yeah, uh, you said uh, you had two more moments. You teased two more. I want two more now. The Little House on the Prairie Christmas. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let me set the scene. It's been raining. The creek is super high. It's flooded. Okay. Laura and Mary and Pa and Ma are all in agreement. There's no way Santa can get across the creek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, so there's still Santa and stuff, though? <laughs> they are super invested in Santa, dude. Santa is like, oh, my God. I can't even I can't even get into how invested in Santa they are. But, like, okay, it's Christmas. Everybody is in agreement. The whole goddamn log cabin is in agreement. Santa can't make it on Christmas. Their neighbor, Mr. Edwards, shows up in the middle of a goddamn storm, drenched wet. He's like, hey, guys. I just uh, I just happened to walk to St. Louis. <laughs> I met Santa. He, uh, he told me that there was no way he was going to be able to make it to here. So he gave me y'all's presents. And they're like, no shit, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes up a whole fucking, he makes up a whole fucking thing about it. But uh, so here's the presents that Mr. Edwards literally risked his life to bring to Laura and Mary. They each get a peppermint stick. Oh wow! I mean, but we're each, how big are the sticks, it, though? I'm gonna say like not worth it. Okay, uh, okay. okay. You just get a white flower cake, which I'm pretty sure Mom made. I think Mom made that. <laughs> and just handing them off. All right, now we're into the big ticket items. They both get a tin cup. This is huge because previous to this, they shared a cup, which fucking sucks. And now they get their own cups. Yeah. Wow huge and then so they thought that was it and then mom's like no no no, check your stockings again and they're like really really they reached down into the stockings at the bottom of the stocking each by the way this is for each of them one penny you know how much money that is back then a whole penny not even a half not even a quote laura says imagine (laughs) owning a penny That's funny, right, Chris? So, I mean, okay, I, I have a couple questions. First off, yeah. is is it a series of books? God, dude, there's so many of these fucking books. Uh, yes. Uh, and they're like, uh, are they short, like a like a, a hundred, hundred fifty pages, something like that? Some of them are. The first one's called Big House, uh, Little House in the Big Woods, mm. and that one's kind of the first. That's kind of like her like uh, pilot, if you will. That's the one she kind of floated out there, and then Little House on the Prairie is the next one. And you think that's going to be like most of it, right? Because the show with Michael Landon and everything, but mm-hmm. that one is almost a pamphlet. It's so brief. And most of it is like Indians walking by on their way west. Uh, that is most of the book. Huh. And uh, so that one's super short. And then where you get into like where she's kind of living in town and stuff way later. I'm not even into those books yet. Uh, the one I'm in now is called On the Bl- <laughs> It's Things of Plum Creek. Did you read these in school at all? No, I have not read the books in school. No one was ever like, you need to read Little House on the Prairie. I'm a huge fan. Uh, obviously, uh, Laura, Lee, Laura Ingalls Water all the way is what I would say. The one I'm reading right now is uh, on the banks of Plum Creek. And uh, they live in a dugout house, which is kind of a hobbit hole. It's like the kind of the, the creek is eroded away uh, you know, three or four feet of a uh, drop in a hillside. And they mm-hmm. just dug up. Uh, actually another guy dug uh, a hole into the creek side and then pod trades his horses for this house that's incredible so did you read these when you were younger and now you're revisiting them yeah i was a library rat when i was a kid i loved the library sure me too yeah 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 yeah. everything in the kids section and a uh, little house and prairie books were always right there 
on the bla- on the banks of Palm Creek is great because Laura almost drowns in this one. Yes, Lo- love a good almost drowning of a young child. Uh, I remember my favorite part of going to the library in the kids section was the choose your own adventure shelf. They, they had like thirty of those choose your own adventure books, and I read them all. Right I next to them. the Hardy Boys, yeah, yes, Hardy Boys, and then all the Beverly Cleary and Henry Huggins and the uh, uh, Ramona and Beezus. Love all that stuff. Do you remember the three investigators? No, that I don't know. It was kind of a um, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. I don't know if he uh, invested money or whatever in a in like kind of a Hardy Boys ripoff. But uh, the Three Investigators. It was pretty good. You, get, yeah. you know, when you start making kids, read them the Three Investigators. Okay, there you go. Put it on the eventual uh, list. Uh, Chris, uh, are we out of time, or do we have more time? Give me, give me one more thing. What's the third thing? We got the weekend. We got Little House on the Prairie anthology. I know you have a huge yeah, list, so I'm, I'm asking you. Rest of the list in uh in, in your uh, in your group later. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Man. or text it to me, and then I'll add it to the to the post when I put it out. Smart. That's what we'll do. I'm watching Game of Thrones again with my wife. That's not it though. I'm still playing Fortnite. That's not it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, definitely check out this guy called Time Cop 1983. Specifically, this song on the run. It's really good. Time Cop that's 1983 not- is fantastic. I love Time that's Cop. Not they- one thing though, um, and they just did a soundtrack for a movie. I think. I just uh, rewatched Peep Show. That's really good. That's not my mm-hmm. one thing. Though. I recommend Norseman, Toast of London. Uh, oh, Watch Spartacus, Blood and Sand. That's not my thing. Extras <laughs> is good. Oh, Cuckoo with Greg Davies. Uh, okay, that's not my thing, though. Oh, Cheers is so good. Sells at Work is really good. I, uh, God, I just watched Dr- Drunk History for the first time. Uh, with the one with oh, Jane- which one? Uh, the one with Jen Kirkman hooked me, and my kid was like, you got to watch this one with uh, Thomas Edison, and it was so fucking funny. That's not my one thing, though. That's such a good uh, show. Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. That's a really good show. That's not my one thing, though. All right, here's my last thing, and this is it. Oh, God, The Young Bloods. Uh, you remember The Young Bloods from the 90s? No. Crespo, Crespo, on your music app, type in Young Bloods with a Z and 85. 85 is such a good song. That's not my one thing. My one thing, and this is it, and I'm out, and I'm out, I promise. You got to watch this show called Plebs. Have you seen this? <coughs> Plebs, P-L-E-B-S or E-S? Nailed it. No, no, P-L-E-B-S. Uh, okay. And uh, I think it's a Hulu exclusive. I might be wrong about that, but I think it's uh, I think it's a Hulu exclusive. And it's described as, uh, I think it's described as like three guys move from the suburbs to the city to try to make it, but the city is uh, Rome. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a period piece, I guess you could say. Yeah, correct. Okay. And I, think, think colorful uh, I, think Hulu, I think it's a Hulu exclusive in coordination with BBC. It's all brick, but uh, I, I'm I'm looking it up right now, sir. I can tell you it is available on Amazon Prime. That's the one. It is. That's the one. It is. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, plebs, plebs, plebs. Please check it out. Let me know what you think. Is I think it's it's funny as hell. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add that to the list. Um. Those are three awesome things, sir. All right, we got... Is that champagne? Are you drinking champagne? Yes. This guy's over here drinking champagne. He's so on brand. <laughs> boy. So on brand. Um, in addition to Tots with Ross, you're doing live shows again, right? Uh, I'm at the Bull and Bush. I'm, uh, I'm at the Bull and Bush. Uh, Wednesday nights, we're doing open mics. And uh, uh, first and third Saturday, uh, Shit Sandwich Comedy Showcase, like always, uh, 9 p.m., some of Orlando's best comics who were not booked that night, uh, you know, for an hour or two. And uh, nice. it's, been, uh, it's been really fun. And have people been coming out for that? I mean, I know 
Orlando, Florida were pretty much like quote open again as a state, but how, how are people been coming out? We're at half capacity and we definitely make sure uh, to, to insist that everybody wears a mask at mm -hmm. all times, unless you're seated at a table or performing at the show mm -hmm. and uh, there's sanitizer available. And uh, Scott definitely is wearing a mask at all times. And so we're taking all the precautions absolutely possible and uh, yeah, bringing a great comedy show first Thursday Saturday every month. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, there you go, Ross. Thank you, sir. It, Thank it, was, you, Chris. it was fun watching Thank your you eyes get happy 420 to you. It was, it was fun <laughs> watching your eyes get squintier and squintier over the last 10 minutes as the, as the hit set in the yeah, end. There you go. You look awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate it, but Thank you so much. Let's see it. Bye. Watch a few movies. Take a few notes. Billy D's death at the movies. What's up, my dudes? Happy episode 420. That's the weed number. So let's talk about stoner movies. You've got the classics, of course, Cheech and Chong films, Dazed and Confused, Half-Baked, Mallrats, The Big Lebowski, etc. But just like our national dialogue on marijuana, the overall feel of weed movies as a somewhat underground phenomena in the 70s and the 90s has really shifted in the last 20 years. Now weed is just in movies and TV. The stoner is an archetype that has broken out of the genre films and evolved into something different. So let's celebrate some of the best of the weed and drug-centric films in the last few years. So kick off your Vans checkered slip-ons, pack a bong, shit's about to get real hazy. And let's be honest, even if you've seen these, you forgot about them. The Harold and Kumar Franchise These are just two dudes who love weed and tiny hamburgers. These films are all funnier and better than you remember them being. And they also come with the added bonus of great comedic performances from John Cho and Cal Penn. Pineapple Express, This is the End, The Night Before. How can I make a weed-centric list without including Hollywood's current favorite Pied Piper of Pot, Seth Rogen? Rogen's done a lot for weed, and in these three films, he really explores what can be done when you shift the focus away from weed and just have it as a plot device or a thing people do that isn't really that big of a deal. Inherent Vice. When people talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a hangout film, this is the movie that I picture in my head as a hangout movie. It's just a fun movie to sort of get lost in. It's long and is like a less funny Big Lebowski, but it's probably the weed film with the highest film pedigree on this list. Smiley Face. This is a classic indie stoner comedy where Anna Ferris eats too many pop brownies. We've all been there. This is funny. Grandma's Boy. Video games, weed, Sandler brand jokes that haven't aged very gracefully, sign me up. Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Full disclosure, I've usually been too high for this. Every time I've seen it, everyone's always like, let's get real high and watch Tenacious D. And then all I remember is the fucking Bigfoot. I've watched it sober, and it's still a fun wacky comedy, but there has to be a middle ground. Find it. Scott Pilgrim. Edgar Wright ADD spaz punk comedy. This is a movie you should see. And they just re-released the side-scrolling beat-em-up game, and it's pretty great. Get stoned and fight the world. All right, everybody. I've got some pretty fun reviews coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, some new indie horror movies that I'm really excited about. So until then, stay cool. Billy D.
Dutch Hawaiian baby. And that sounds like a great cross. Maybe ooh, maybe we should move to Hawaii and make found new New Amsterdam. New New Amsterdam, where we grow that new Dutch Hawaiian, yeah. and then we'll pay the B fifty twos to write our jingle. Exactly. Yeah. Dutch yeah. Hawaiian. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good to me. If you, if, you, if you want to invest in our new business venture, just email us. <laughs> email us, newdutchhawaiian at businessbros.com. We are total business bros. We are getting into business. We've decided now on our eighth year Cinema Crespity show. Business is the future. <laughs> so uh, if you want to get into business with us, uh, send us your business ideas, and then we'll, uh, we'll meet at a Starbucks. And with portfolios and envelopes, and we'll order espressos, and we'll talk about rich dad, poor dad. <laughs> Is that what business people do? From when I worked at Starbucks, that's all I got said that they were okay. doing. Okay, <laughs> okay, and recruiting people. Be like, gotcha. like, are you interested in working with us? Doing what? Well, we talk about rich dad, poor dad. What is that? Is that you? Is that me? What did we just do? What did we just break? We just broke something. Guys, <laughs> we have a new board here, and it's picking up on crazy phone signals. Woo, okay. Okay, Guess so... This, keep this down here. Um, CinemaCrespitySoy at gmail.com. You can email us, and we will read it on the show. And uh, we have one email this week, and Drew has it, so here we go. Uh, it's from Gabe. What up, Gabe? What up, show? Another drunk email. <laughs> oh, boy, Gabe. Okay. Wonder Woman 1984 review. Okay. Trash. An absolute travesty to watch. People really don't like this movie. The first Wonder Woman is my favorite non-Nolan DC movie. Oh, wow. Who made this? Who signed off on this? Side note, who else watches Pedro Pascal and stuff and yells at the screen, Mando! (laughs) I'm the pointing DiCaprio meme. (laughs) That's him. Um, I do think Mando now and I see him. Like, look at Mando. Mando. Well, it's funny. Like, right before he became Mando, I remember... It wasn't last year because that was the pandemic year, so mm. it must have been the year before that. There's this tiny movie called Prospect, okay, which is basically like the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, like a bounty hunter on a well, no, uh, like, sort of. Uh, there, there, there's a new world. There's this girl who's like m- mining this uh, this stuff. That's where Prospect. They're prospecting basically. Okay, th- this new thing that's. You know, people are clamoring for, mm. and uh, Pedro Pascal comes on this planet, starts off as kind of like a bad guy, like mm. wanting to rob, but then ends up helping this girl and finds redemption through that. So it's it's like Mandalorian type shit, but oh. it's on Hulu right now, actually. Okay, so if you haven't watched, and it's it, good, it's worth it, it. totally worth watching. Shit. Yeah, it's I mean, called Prospect. I like I like I like me some Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'll add it to my list. Um, I like many other people. Before Mando, when I saw him, thought of uh, his brief but electrifying role performance as o- Oberyn, Oberon, Oberyn in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. that one crushes it. Yeah, and, and then that's when it will solidify for everyone as a fan of the show. Like, oh, you like someone on the show? They die. They gonna die. You know that? Yeah, that was that was the moment where yeah. like I I finally realized like yeah. so every cool <laughs> new character that I'm going to get invested in will be dead within be dead. five episodes. Within five episodes. Okay, cool. Uh, and depending on how quickly you get invested in, oh yeah, Ian McShane ended the episode gone. Yeah. <laughs> no. you had Ian McShane on your show. Can you kill him? You guys are daring. <laughs> these the balls, the balls on these, yeah. on these whites. Um, Russian Jew, actually, I think. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, the, the 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 one that wrote the book about the Russian Jews. That's how I know. <laughs> so uh, Gabe not liking Wonder Woman. No. Damn, yeah, a lot, a lot of, people. of people. That's a bummer. I mean, yeah, I didn't like it that much either. But. <laughs> Neither did I. But you know, <laughs> to be, <laughs> to to be, be perfectly fair, fair yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not like we were trying to defend it. No. But uh, I guess we were all, we were all just collectively hoping for something a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ad Astro review. Ooh, okay. I I enjoy Ad Astro, but uh, it also has issues. <laughs> Well, especially the end, the the the, the literal well, metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> when when he finally catches up to his dad and all that stuff. Oh come on, <laughs> therapy session. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Therapy. He space. literally can't let go of his father. Dad. I mean, he metaphorically can't let go either, you but have, have but let, literally, you have to he let, can't. You have to let go. <laughs> He's like, do it. What the fuck? Do it on the ads. Can you know be, what? Can you be every, any more heavy-handed? But they had a subway on the moon and i thought that was great right. i was like this is so, this is some they live shit that i can get behind let, let's see let's see what gabe thinks what's up gabe not great okay i like space stuff and this visually does things that feels somewhat realistic most of the story doesn't make sense but i feel like this fills the void between the early scenes of gravity and interstellar somewhere this movie finds a compelling place to be watched but it's not over the top amazing i think i like old man tommy lee jones the most his cantankerousness is probably the best part. Yeah, all the Brad Pitt being like, my father. <laughs> like, looking up the outer space, like, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. I like the one that gets more just sci-fi space travel. I mean, I, I agree with Gabe when old man Tommy Lee Jones is like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> why are you here? Like, you're not supposed... This isn't... No, that's not the way this is supposed to work. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I, I never planned on seeing you again. I made peace with that. Why the fuck are you here? You're ruining everything, son. Um... I like the style of it. I like the. I love the way the movie looks. And James Gray is a pretty good director. He has some good, mo- some good solid movies. Movies for adults. Like this is not a space movie for kids. No, you know, there's no lightsabers. Uh-oh. There's no droids. Mm-mm. He made there's a very sci- little action. Right. He made a sci-fi movie for people that are interested in movies about emotions and stuff. I just wish it was better. Because <laughs> I want. I just want. I just want these movies to be good. <laughs> I just like movies. I just like movies. I want them to be good. Is that is that a crime? Yes. Apparently it is. You know what? In uh, Biden's America, it probably will be. Mm-hmm. You fucking idiot, libtards. I'm trying to work the other side now. <laughs> underwater review. All right, let's hear this. Oh, actually, okay, underwater. Let's hear it. That was fun. Not a townless classic, but it's packed with entertainment. I thought the ending was underwhelming, predictable. I feel like this could have been linked in a Cloverfield slash Godzilla universe somehow. Fun watch. Not life-changing, but I'll recommend it if you're into horror movies. Um, I think it's worth it to get to the ending. Oh, yeah. I really think. I mean, yeah, I, I, think, I think the yeah. movie is good enough. So, so it gets like the last ten minutes. I mean, it's just an alien ripoff underwater, with, yeah, which with is a, fine. with a crazy ending. Yes, <laughs> and I, I, I that's fine. I'm totally okay with I'm it. I'm totally that's fine. You're, they, you're stealing from the best, exactly. And you did a good job stealing from the best. Uh, you didn't, you didn't change my world, right? You didn't <laughs> yeah. blow my mind. I'm not wait. I'm not you, ready for underwater two. Ex- <laughs> Underwaters. I, 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 exactly. I don't care about underwater two, but. You gave me an underwater alien clone. Yeah. I'm okay with it. And it worked. It worked good. Uh, it worked good. I like Kristen Stewart and Vita Cassell. Um, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But he's also right. right about like the crossover universes. And well, yeah, stuff, it could be totally very easy. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Backdoor prequel somehow to. Uh-huh. Or just sidequel. <laughs> <laughs> like a lost style. Uh, oh, this and this was happening at the same time. Exactly. Over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unrelated. They didn't know they were drilling into a breach. Um, uh, was that for the email? 
Yes. Thanks, Gabe. We appreciate it, buddy. Patreon.com slash So sign up there. We just finished Michael Manuary, where we released episodes about Heat, Manhunter, and Michael Mann's first movie, Thief. And uh, starting this Friday at Patreon.com slash So 12 months of Batman! Uh, we did our episode on Batman the Movie from 1966, and uh, it's mostly going to be uphill from there when it, term- when it comes out to... Batman. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's gonna be a couple bumps in the road, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's Batman, baby. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a good time with that. Uh, so sign up today, Patreon.com/slash Crespediso, um, Instagram, Cinema Crespediso, Twitter Crespediso, Facebook, fucking Facebook. But Drusic Conburn, I did it. I did the old man leap and jumped into the TikToks. Oh, did you? Yes, yeah, so for the sake of the show. Okay. So Cinema Crespediso's on there. If you're on TikTok. Uh, give us a follow. Check us out. Of course, the videos are dumb and stupid, and I don't know what I'm doing. Don't make fun of me, guys. Man, if you're if you jumped on a new social media, maybe I should get off of another one. Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, yeah, choose one. <laughs> Facebook or Instagram? Which one goes? Uh, might as well be Facebook. I mean, yeah, for the most. Yeah, because Facebook right? is just enraging. Instagram is just pictures, and they're both dying anyway. Yeah. And they're both Facebook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> TikTok is way more interesting, and you can wake, make it way more innocuous. Like right now, I'm I'm just really following like Billy Eichner, and it's just clips from on the street, like okay. like ten Hit second street, clips. Street, street, street. I'm watching. Um, here's your monkey content. So it's just a monkey, a dude's pet monkey named George getting gifts from the TikTokers. Oh, so that's like ten million fucking followers. Yeah. This guy just hit, and I'm sure people just keep sending that monkey weird shit every day. George. <laughs> Got another present, George. Every video starts the same. Got you another present, George. Another gift. And that monkey is so damn cute. <laughs> I was watching this one where he's eating some nuts and uh, he was close with his face. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, that looks like my grandma. <laughs> Just like my grandma. Rest in peace, grandma. <laughs> you look yeah, like that you, monkey. You don't see the other side of that where he shits everywhere. He's got a piece. No, uh, I actually drew. Funniest thing <laughs> that he does have a diaper on, but they showed him bath time. And one of them, he was taking a bath, and then there's a bunch of shit in the water. He's like, George, did you did you do that, George? Yes. Yep. So <laughs> he'll show you the shit. Yeah. He'll show you the shit. I also like TikTok is interesting, Drew. I also like the ones where it's fast food workers showing you how they make everything. So Ooh. people make requests. Like, I want to see a Big Mac. He's like, here you go. This, this, this. And you get to see it all. Like, no, just no frills. This is it. When I watched say how to do a a black bean uh, crunch wrap at Taco Bell. Man, I'm not sure. Man, interesting. Yeah, you gotta see. I was like, oh, no. look at that tortilla just laying on the side of the shelf. Like, that. I just oh, want to know. Ever clean the side of that. <laughs> see, like what I, what I'm wondering, like, is like as a company, like, isn't that giving away trade secrets? Or yes, something? that's the thing. I they're, mean, they're showing exactly exactly how these things are that, built. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I could see there being legal ramifications to that bullshit. But are they seeing the other side? Like, well, people are now looking at a. 20 second commercial for a Big Mac. I know that. that see, that's the same. Uh, yeah. Other side Mil- of the coin. Millions of views. Um, other side of the coin. Now, here's the weird thing I find about TikTok. I just signed up. I barely clicked on a couple of things for algorithms, or whatever. Man. Pushes on me super hard. I'm sure everyone else. Uh, every fourth video that I, I flip through is a young girl of indiscriminate age, uh, <laughs> scantily clad. Doing any anything. one of the number of do, the dances, do, yeah, in their doing bedroom, anything. anything, but all of them have a variation of um, making my boobs jiggle, making my butt jiggle, hard nipples through the shirt. It's all very sexual. Uh huh. And um, Chris, th- that's what sells 
everything. It's, it sounds super hard because people are, they're all, these are like the most popular videos too that I guess yeah. that they're pushing. And, uh, man, it's just like, and then also half them, like, I feel like I'm seeing the same, there's a look. There's for sure a look okay, so that, that's feeding into that the algorithm. algorithm. Yeah. No. That they, they like. I'm not seeing too much variation in terms of, dude, it's, it's weird. No. TikTok's weird, y'all. So go look at our dumb videos. And, <laughs> and, and some of them, if you see one that's like really short and doesn't make any sense. Um, that's probably, that, it's probably an accident? No, no, no. That's, no? that's me looking at other TikTok videos about how to work the algorithm. Uh, that's the whole point. I'm doing it just to be seeing sort of- views for all of this, right? And it worked because I the very first two videos I put up, I put up one of E.T. playing the Pac-Man machine mm-hmm. and then one just a little promo thing showing the Batman Buddha mm-hmm. promoing 12 months of Batman. Just with some hashtags, zero followers on my account. They both got over 400 views <gasps> and like 20, 30 likes. Right ah. I'm like, what the fuck? How did that even happen? It's, it's that new hot shit, man. It's crazy. So then the third video I put up was just one. I put up a couple. No, the third one is the dumbest video I did. Uh, which is playing some Run the Jewels, and then I have my Homer that like is no. a stringy Homer to bounce mm-hmm. around. So I was playing him around, no. b- n- barely in time to the music, really poorly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Al- almost a thousand views within a couple of days. Is that like eight hundred views? Still barely any followers. No, you you should put uh, Super Secret Birthday Party up on TikTok. Oh my god, <laughs> throwback baby. That's a good idea. I'll do that. Everyone can see the super secret I bet, party. I, the, I, I bet you within, as a prophecy, within 24 hours, it will have more views on TikTok than it has on ever YouTube. had on YouTube. Uh, we're, we're talking a few thousand. It has a number of views thanks to Al, uh, Death Clock slash Christopher Walken algorithms. <laughs> we are coming up on the 15-year anniversary of Super Secret Birthday Party. Are you fucking serious? Think about that. <laughs> Quarter century man. <laughs> about to become middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. That is fuck. Yeah, I really wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now it's uh, that's how the midlife crisis begins, Drew. <laughs> right there, with that little is the- little factors <laughs> like that, where it's like, should I buy a sports car? <laughs> Can I afford a sports car? No. Should I get a hooker tonight? What's going on? I'm very, uh, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> Speaking of hookers, Army Hammer. Uh huh. A couple Army Hammer updates. It, it, has it been proven that he ate a hooker? Did he? Did he <laughs> eat a hooker? He wants to eat a hooker. That's okay. for sure. Oh my god. Gotcha. He definitely wants to go to Mexico and find someone to chop up. Okay. So um, his, uh, they have, I guess, a home in the Cayman Islands. That's where his now ex-wife is living with the kids. Mm -hmm. So he goes back and forth to the Cayman Islands a bunch. He has now uh, essentially, uh, what am I saying, validated the existence of his private Instagram account and Uh, all the things he posted on there about, um, like, how DMT doesn't come up on drug tests, his court-mandated drug tests to see his kids, and how uh, just all the crazy shit he gets up Uh to, right? A video of him, like, snorting some sort of white substance off someone's hand and be like, shit's about to get crazy, was a caption or whatever. So uh, in that Instagram account that only his close friends had access to but somehow got leaked out, he was like, hey, guys, check out my hotel room here that came in. I'm saying, you know, this is after I guess he got divorced. And he's panning around like, this looks really nice. Here's the view. And then as he pans by, it's like, the bed looks nice. And there's a woman on all fours uh, with, like, a spanked red ass in lingerie and just, like, staring at so you don't see her face and then uh later in another post he alludes to that being uh miss grand cayman uh whatever whatever like yeah, a, pa- okay. a beauty pageant yeah. winner the grand cayman islands beauty pageant commission people they were like fuck 
that that is not her this is her what are you talking about take that shit back army hammer and since he has a home there and his ex-wife and the kids live there he can't stir the pot with them motherfuckers who who knows what kind of money he has hiding there yeah. um being from oil money and shit so he had to apologize for the post like no that's not the miss grand came and it was just a joke etc etc a really brief thing like i apologize for that but then meaning he admits but by doing that then 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 he admits that Ooh. a he posted that picture yep. which means the account is his which means everything oh, else all. on there is valid yeah. And all of it. It all. all yeah. Army Hammer. Army, Army Hammer. Uh, it's fun watching the rich and powerful fall from grace. Especially when they just do it to themselves. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Life uh-huh. serve it up to them on a silver platter. And then they, and they still fuck it up. And then they pee it on the platter. <laughs> and then they knock the platter on their feet. And then they're like, why are my feet wet? <laughs> and they smell like piss. Who did this? It was you. You did it, Mr. Hammer. Oh. Um, okay, let's see here. So we have about 15 minutes and 10 stories. I can do this. So um, this is kind of interesting. I didn't even think about this. An actor from one of the Matrix movies, Gina Torres. Uh, she's played one of the smaller, like someone's wife okay. or maybe a crew member. I can't recall. Whatever. It's been a while since I've seen yeah. the Matrix movies. Uh-huh. She pointed out that for the Matrix 4... It is interesting that certain actors were asked to come back and certain ones were not. Here is her quote. Not to be bitter or anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, so you're bitter. But the people that are actually in the movie, I believe, died. And the people that aren't did not. So that's all I have to say about that. I'm curious as to where they're going with this and what's their jumping off point and what story they want because it just felt like they told it, which is true. Mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Moss, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. All their characters, yeah. all these people have died. They even tried to get um, Hugo Weaving back, and I think he was like nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't think he felt like going through kung fu training again, retraining. Yeah. Well, that, well. So in all reality, more than likely, the Matrix Four. That means we're not following the survivors of that Mm-mm. thing. This is more like they're all. It seems like the furthering adventures of Neo, and at one point in time, and all for all intents and purposes, like the story's done. Well, no, it's just. Neo, Neo, he he did the Jesus thing, mm-hmm. where he he left one plane to go to another. So we're gonna fall now. It's a new Jerusalem. So I mean, like full on, like the I. If that's the case, then that means we're going back to the Matrix, and now this whatever new Neo Matrix is the new reality. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. The new the Neo Matrix. Yeah, it's like Neo Tokyo. It's it's got to be because. Because, like she said, everybody's everybody's in they're this all movie's dead. They're all dead. Fucking dead. So they've all moved on to wherever the next plane would be. Yeah. Mm. So what is that? Matrix Four. I think this lady accidentally made me more interested in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. What are they doing actually? Before I was like Matrix Four. What? Whatever. Okay, more wire food. Cool. Yeah, exactly. But now I'm like, oh wait, what are they doing? Uh, that's a good question. And then she brought that. But it's like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm in. Oh. I'm in for the Matrix Four. Thanks, Gina Torres. That's some sly marketing on Warner Brothers' part. Zack Snyder, speaking of Warner Brothers, Zack Snyder, Justice League, someone asked him on his favorite social media site, Vero or whatever, uh, how this show or how Justice League will be presented and what's the series format going to be. And Zack Snyder replied very, uh, very tersely, just like, uh, no series, one-off. Like just it's just gonna be one movie. So now, okay. now Justice League is gonna be one four hour movie. 
So we'll see. It might not be a series anymore. Uh, so I'll just have to. I'll, I'll just pause every hour. Yeah, you just have to pause when it feels comfortable. And, uh, Go back to it. Have a snack. Um, I just thought this was pretty funny. It got some a decent amount of traction online already. Uh, ben Affleck and Anna de Armas have called it quits. Mm-hmm. No longer the hot couple in town. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I bet you he promised to get that awful back tattoo <laughs> removed and then decided against it. He's like, you know what, baby? I actually think it's pretty cool. You know I'm what? A, fuck I'm, this. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just a phoenix rising from the ashes. <laughs> and no, the, reportedly from sources inside whoever these guys are, <laughs> the close friends that uh, then give up information to for tablets, cash yeah, money for, for a quick 200 under the table. Um, she. They're just in different points in their lives. She's like 30. He's 50 and has three kids. Uh So he is locked down in L.A. He has jobs lined up there. He has his kids there. He can't really leave. That's his life. That's his life. He he has a life. He has chosen it. He has built a life there over those 20 years. The 20-year gap that they have, he built a life during that time. She wants to like, oh, we could go here. We can live for a little while in New York. We can do this. I'm going to go act over here. You can come with me while I go do this movie in Vancouver. And he's like, I, I'm directing the movie for Disney. And I'm <laughs> raising three children yeah. with my ex-wife. So it's really just different time, different points in their lives. That happens. It's amazing when those kind of gaps end up working. Uh, I thought it was funny that the thing that got confirmed it for sure, got passed around the interwebs, is that... Uh, on January 18, a picture of uh, a trash guy throwing out a life-size Anna the Armist cutout cardboard of her, like, on her, like, uh, on her stomach doing, like, the chin. Mm-hmm. And uh, this Daily Mail article found, uh, like, linked back to a previous article where they actually saw Ben Affleck with his kids and her. They were hanging out, and, like, the kids got that cardboard cutout. And, and, it, was, got- and it was a joke amongst all of them. And they even put it out on his front lawn no. for a while. And that's where it came from. And then it got thrown out. And now in and, the trash. And then everyone's like, oh. And then someone put uh, it under Bernie Sanders' arm, like walking down the Capitol stairs. And the memeception was pretty wild mm-hmm. with the with the Bernie Sanders yeah. stuff. That's another thing on TikTok. You can find, uh, I'll probably put up a couple of Bernie things there or something. I don't know. Gotta, gotta capitalize on what the kids are doing. The kids. I don't know what the kids are doing, but I'm trying to do it now. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. <laughs> but you gotta get over the embarrassment and just do it. You know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe it'll go viral, Chris. I don't know what that means anymore. I don't know what that means. All these people on here have videos with millions of views. No one knows who any of them they are. They could go out tomorrow on any street and not no. be mobbed. They have millions. Maybe George the Monkey would uh, be mobbed. Like, this George the Monkey. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's actually him. Dude, look. Don't, don't look. Don't look. George the Monkey, that's him. <laughs> He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eating a baby. He's a monkey. He's an animal. You gotta yeah. be careful with that shit. Vin Diesel reveals one fun change to a character for F9. That, okay. that change being... I don't think it was a change. I think it was something that was being built up to. Helen Mirren's coming back as the Shaw mama. Mm-hmm. And in this one, she finally gets to drive. Cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing Helen Mirren pretending to, yeah, yeah. to drive around. I just want to see what kind of strange car foo she's going to pull off. I know, they always do something where, yeah, she better do, or maybe spin the car in a way that someone can, like, get in safely into the passenger I seat. No. Safely into the passenger seat? That's not physically yeah. possible. Yeah, while, in, was, while it does a 360? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the way it works in real life. Speaking of faking uh, driving vehicles, Top Gun colon Maverick scheduled to come out in July. 
uh, according to insiders, may have to be moved again. No, I mean, they just did that with Bond again. That's so. the thing. We said last week that it was rumored Bond was going to get moved. Boom, it got moved in the, in the intervening week. This other person, another person, where is Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Uh, an anonymous studio veteran said, quote, I think everything substantive between now and Top Gun Maverick, which is early July, will move. It's a mess, is what he says. I'm sure. So anything well, planned for post-summer, we should be okay with. But before that, it's all up in the air. Well, everyone was like, we're getting a vaccine in January. Everybody will be vaccinated by, wait a minute, we're really not good at any of this, are we? Nah, it's not happening until, <laughs> it ain't happening until fall at the earliest, when theaters can start looking to operate at uh, 50% capacity. So, yeah. This year is going to be another wash of a year for sure. Uh, between now and July 2nd, not only is there Top Gun Maverick, uh, F9 is still scheduled, Black Widow is still scheduled, A Quiet Place Part 2, which is also oh, one, of yeah. the, one of the first movies to move from the end of March, uh, and then they push it all the way. Well, full year. Someone over there was They looking. were smart. They were like, you know what? I think we're, we're good. this is going to be a shit show. Yeah, someone <laughs> at Paramount was like, uh, I know pandemics. This needs to move. <laughs> Paramount has played this... The smartest, most smart, the smartliest. Oh boy, they have played this the best because um, they refused to pull Warner Brothers and release movies in the dead market like mm-hmm. Tenant and One Room and all this stuff. But they're not holding on to everything and not having a backup that they have to worry about. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were like, we were holding on to certain things, and they'll come out in theaters. A Quiet Place Part Two is going to be one of them because they know that's dependent yeah. on a full theater. Oh yeah, yeah. A, a theater full of people. <gasps> Holding their breath. Exactly. Nobody's saying anything. I'm being super quiet. Yeah, Everybody's then, being like, oh my then, God, what the fuck's going to happen next? Yeah, and then someone eating popcorn and be like, what's going on? That, that's part of the fun of those. Of that's, that the only, that's the only reason how that first one even worked. Exactly. It's like, well, that was a fun experience. So they'll, they'll end up moving again. Uh, Sony has Ghostbusters Afterlife. They're another one who they abandoned the summer early. Yeah. And uh, Venom, oh, the unfortunately titled Venom oh. colon... Let there be carnage. Like you said, Venom colon. Venom, let there be colon carnage. So all those movies expect them to be moving. That's a point. I mean, I'm disgusted that the second Venom movie is even being made. So (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) But it made so much money, though. That's why. (laughs) I'm even more amazed by that. It made so much money. Um, Good news for Muppets fans. Disney Plus will be rolling out the Muppet Show. All five seasons, I believe. The, uh, not all of it was even available on DVD previously, no. but it's all available now on Disney Plus. So just a heads up there. Um, Kate Winslet had to admit that while she was making Avatar 2 and 3 and they're shooting you know, all that stuff back to back, that she got lost during shooting as to which movie she was shooting scenes for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. That happens. <laughs> also, the show was shot like years ago now at this point. Well, no, exactly. And I mean, and she all she's really losing is just the sequential order of the story. Yeah, like, of her part of the yeah, story. Yeah, that's all. And there's so much uh, of the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I'm underwater spear fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is from the second or the third movie, but I know it's going to fill. It's gonna, it, we did it, and it took a lot of work. This is fascinating. So the Equalizer started as a TV show. Then it got turned into the Denzel Washington movies, directed Mm -hmm. by Antoine Fuqua, Mm -hmm. and pretty popular. Uh, So now the movies have got someone, given someone the idea of, well, let's 
bring it back around. Make it a TV show again? Do the TV show. Okay. But uh, Denzel ain't doing no. No. He ain't doing it. And then it's, don't, don't get your hopes up either, people, because it's a CBS. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so it's for, no. the, it's for the olds. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're getting there. We're getting there. But uh, their equalizer will be, I actually think this is kind of an inspired choice, Queen Latifah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I can see her uh, the fuck punching not? some dudes in the face. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. I mean, it's network TV action show. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, they're watchable. That'll be, that, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, speaking of CBS, so CBS All Access will be turning into Paramount Plus in March. March 4th. Where they'll just continue to have most of the same stuff I from Viacom. Care. That's uh, where you get Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, which is now Comedy Central is it's just spread everywhere. But it's just like a like an animated network now. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've completely they canceled uh, they've all stand up. They've yeah, all of it gone. All the live action stuff gone. Now it's just uh, cartoons. It's weird. And uh, so Comedy Central is like Nickelodeon for adults. Yeah. Maybe. Weird. Maybe. Sounds about right. Um, oh, and then this also points out that Paramount most likely will not be using their movies to prop up um, the service like uh, HBO is doing now mm-hmm. or Warner Brothers is doing now to HBO. So uh, Paramount movies, like ones we just mentioned, are like Quiet Place. Don't expect that to to be abandoned. Uh, what else? They have Quiet Place, Top Gun Maverick, G.I. Joe's, uh, the G.I. Joe movie Snake Eyes. Those are all Paramount movies. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I've been seeing some of that stuff on Twitter for a minute. That's weird. Uh, Paramount has also sold movies like The Tomorrow War, which was originally called Ghost Draft. It's a Chris Pratt movie okay. where he, uh, he's like, you're drafted into a war or something, and uh, but it's like a war happening in the future or in the past. Ghost Draft. And uh, they, <laughs> they sold that to Amazon Prime. Okay, so look look forward to Ghost Draft. Yeah, <laughs> so wh- in wh- March, in a couple months. Okay, that was supposed to come out in theaters. Okay, but Paramount sold it, so it's probably bad. So if we take that and mix it with Draft Day, we get Ghost Draft Day. Ghost Draft Day, which is Field of Dreams. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Ghost Draft Day is just Field of Dreams, but they change it to Tomorrow War, so it's t- <laughs> Tomorrow uh, War War of the Worlds. No, what's a baseball with the war? Matthew McConaughey may be interested in joining the WWE. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) What? This was on... um, No, no, wrestlers are supposed to become movie stars, not the other way around. You know what, though? (laughs) Um, McConaughey was a guest on um, Better Together with Maria Menounos, one of your favorites. And... Menounos asked the actor if he'd ever consider stepping into the wrestling ring. Apparently, they're both fans of WWE. Okay. Um, so he asked, she asked him if he would wrestle. And his response was, I'll say not too much because, as you know, can't say too much about these things, but it is something that interests me. Why is he so cagey about it? <laughs> can't say too much about it. What the uh, hell? I don't. Is he in talks that would Vince McMahon be a goddamn... I mean... 50-year-old professional wrestler. Oh, he could be a manager. See, there we go. He could do something. No, but you know he wants to get in the ring and do, like, uh, Snoop Dogg just uh, did something with AEW. 
Okay. Yeah. Where he, he got in the top turnbuckle to do a splash, but then, oh boy. <laughs> What's half a splash? He did, an, he did a spluh. <clears throat> he, he went spluh on a guy. <clears throat> uh, wrapping this thing up, Seth MacFarlane actually has a decent idea again for once. It's been a while since I've had, he's had an idea that I liked, but I like this one. He wants to reboot the Naked Gun franchise, and he wants to do it with Liam Neeson. Ooh, that could be fun. I think that could be fun. Uh, Liam Neeson, not known for comedy, which is why it could work. Yeah. Because if he plays it straight, like he does, if he's just like doing Taken or The Grey, but then everything around him is ridiculous, mm-hmm. that'll work. Yeah, totally. So I'm just here to say that I'm all for that. And then finally, man, this story is kind of wild to wrap it up again. Warner Brothers and streaming stuff. Drew Stockhauer and Christopher Nolan has been making movies at Warner Brothers Studios since Memento. All wow. of his movies. Yes. Wow. Yeah. The following, his first movie following is a is a indie film he made on his own. But since then, he's been a bit of Warner Brothers. Uh, if you recall, when they announced we, our 2021 movies are coming out to, on streaming same day and all that. Christopher Nolan put out a statement saying many artists went to bed thinking that they were working for one of the best uh, movie studios and woke up finding out that they are working for the worst streaming service. Uh, I guess that ruffled some feathers. That all, a lot of feathers got ruffled both ways. And now those ways have been parted. Christopher Nolan no longer making movies with Warner Brothers. Interesting. That is interesting. He has been their cash cow now for a while. Yeah. His movies make on average like a billion dollars worldwide. Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody will pick him up. Someone. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Um, who, uh, who just did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Who paid for Quentin Tarantino? Because his last couple movies have yeah. been shopped around uh, after he stopped working with Weinstein and Miramax and all that, even before all the Me Too shit. Um... Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy, crazy. Uh, they're working together for so long. Hey, all good things come to an end. Drew, just like this episode. Sweet. So, thank you, Drew. You're welcome, Chris. You're welcome, listeners. We'll be back next week with another episode where we're talking about stuff. Uh, is it Super Bowl weekend yet? Almost. I do. It may be. <laughs> I, do. Are we back? I don't even know. We won't, well, maybe soon. Maybe it's a bye week. We'll find out. If it's a bye week next week, tweet, tweet at us. TikTok us. Uh, by a week of so, and we'll tick-tock you back. I think that's how it works. No? I don't know. Okay. A PFT Media Production.